Hello, friends, and welcome back to the third episode of the On Her Own podcast. Woohoo! Man, it has been a week. <laughs> I'm currently in Colorado. I spent this past weekend in Boulder, which was really epic and beautiful, but also the timing for everything was very interesting. Me and my friend got an Airbnb for the weekend, and we planned this like two or three weeks ago and did not realize we would be snowed in all weekend. Um, it ended up being one of the biggest snows, I think, where I was at might have gotten up to two feet it was pretty crazy that is the most snow i have ever cleared off my car i can say that it took me probably like 40 minutes maybe half an hour to clear off my car i used to have this really awesome snow brush from like costco it was amazing it extended like super long across the car it was really badass and now i have this little dinky one so i was like whacking my car to be able to get through the snow because the first layer was like really light and fluffy and came off and then there was like a foot under that first layer which was just dense and thick and had like clearly melted down and like compacted more so it took me way more effort to get that off my car but I did it I think a chunk of ice must have fallen off one of the trees that I parked by because there is now a hole on the back of my car it does not go into my car, thankfully, but I do need to close it up so I don't get any water damage and rust in there. But yeah, literally I sent my mom a picture and she was like, it looks like somebody took a crowbar to your car. And I was like, yeah, I know it's really bad. So dealing with those damages, but everyone is safe. We're okay. I was going to head to like Fort Collins and then maybe go south before all the snow happened. I was going to take my car in and everything. Well, not everything. A lot of things were closed on Monday because of the snow. So I got kind of stuck here, really just waiting for the roads to clear up. And a really awesome friend who I know out here in Colorado was like, girl, come stay at my place. Like we're gone right now. You can chill here and make yourself at home. So I've been here the last two nights, which has been so amazing. Also, I'm very much an introvert. It is nice to have a place to myself sometimes just to like be by be by myself and do my own thing and just not be around other people's energy. I love people. I love connecting, but I get depleted really fast. Anywho, as you've seen the title of today's episode, we are doing a Q&A of Living on the Road. So I've collected some of your questions from Instagram. A few of you texted me random things here and there. So collected them all in and we're just going to talk about, yeah, my life on the road. I've been living in my car since the beginning of last November. Um, I started off in a Honda CRV and then I was able to get a Subaru Forester at the beginning of this year. So that has been a lot more spacious. So starting off, there are a handful of questions about like food and just some like everyday things on the road. So favorite meals and snacks. <laughs> I'm really bland when I'm just eating on the road when I'm living out of my car. I have a jet boiler, which is a really awesome investment that was super helpful for me, especially being in the cold a lot. I didn't want to get out of my car to cook. And previously I'd had a big stovetop burner, which was just too much for me. Um, and I, again, like I didn't want to get out of the car to cook. So with the jet boiler, because it's so small and compact, I've got a glass, I think it's technically a glass cutting board that my aunt gave me and I use that as a table. So I set that up on top of my bed. I open up my sunroof and I light that and I'm able to cook things in there. And a lot of times, honestly, <laughs> like I'll take you through a really average day of me eating. I wake up in the morning, I make myself a cup of decaf coffee. 
So I boil some water in my jet boiler. I pour that water into my French press. I make my coffee in my French press. Um, am planning to get like the French press add-on for the jet boiler just to like have things all in one and make it easier. Then after I have coffee, I'll get hungry in like an hour or so and I'll make oatmeal most of the time. I have just been eating instant oatmeal since it's a lot easier and I've been doing a lot of driving lately. Typically, I'm not staying in one place for long when I'm in my car. If I'm staying in one place, I'm typically like staying with a friend or staying somewhere, um, like in a house or an apartment. So yeah, instant oatmeal has been my best friend and I will boil some water, I'll get out my bowl, I'll make some instant oatmeal. Got some snacks here and there, but I honestly know this and I'm trying to get better, but I don't do super well at getting a lot of calories in when I'm on the road just because I'm driving and I don't get a lot very hungry because I'm not as active, but I also know I do need to eat more, especially to keep my weight up. So with that, I typically will make sure I eat more when I actually stop places. So like this past weekend, we were snowed in, I ate a ton. I would always have breakfast, lunch, and dinner and snacks in between. And I was like, anytime I'm hungry, I'm eating, I don't care. Um, I have a very intuitive relationship with food. I've worked a lot on my relationship with food. I've made it very intuitive. So like, I don't feel bad for eating whatever I wanna eat when I eat. And sometimes I don't eat as much and I know it's just gonna balance itself out. I do try to, get a nutrient balance in there. So if I'm on the road for a while, each week maybe I'll like eat out a meal and I will go somewhere like a restaurant that's like really healthy and has a lot of like vegetables and greens or maybe I'll go to Whole Foods and I'll get something pre-prepared there so that I'm getting like something that's like really, really nutrient dense. Otherwise for lunch and dinner, it's like PB and J and rice and beans. If I'm being completely honest, it's just way easier to do it that way. and. There hasn't been too many stretches of time where I'm just on the road, I'm just driving, I'm just living out of my car. I do stop in a lot of places, so I have that benefit to stopping and seeing friends and seeing family and having a place that I can stay for a little bit where I can make meals, actual meals that are going to have good nutrition in them, but beans have been a saving grace for me. Not only are they just high in protein and really filling, but I have been attempting to do the bean protocol on and off for the past few months. Uh, if you don't know about that, it's really helpful for regulating your hormones and it's helped me a lot with hormonal acne. So that's been pretty great. Yeah, I keep it really simple though. I don't have many snacks. I've been trying to figure out some snacks that I really like because I'll like try different things and I'm not a huge fan of protein bars. Um, I do have a blender, whatever the blender cup, like blender ball cups are, so I can make protein shakes on the road. And what else? Yeah, I do need to get better at snacks. I don't have a lot of snacks. Sometimes I'll have like a thing of peanuts or like some dried fruit. Um, but yeah, I haven't found a lot of granola bars that I like. Sometimes I'll literally just stop and grab french fries somewhere. That can be a snack. <laughs> but yeah, food has been kept pretty simple, but I am actually today stopping at REI. I'm really excited. I am grabbing a, I forget what they call it. It's like a pot extension for the jet boiler. So the jet boiler setup I have right now, I can only use the cup that comes with it to cook things. And that's really good for like boiling things, like cooking like a soup or something wet. Um, it's not really cooking, like I'm not gonna like fry up some um, 
like I like to roast chickpeas a lot so I wouldn't roast chickpeas in that it just gets really hot and the first jet boiler I had I actually ruined the bottom of it and it actually started to peel off and I did put water in the bottom of it and I followed the instructions so I don't know exactly what happened but I took it in and they gave me a new one because REI is awesome but yeah I am getting an extension for that so it's going to be this little thing that basically sits on top of the jet boiler so it has distance between the pan and the flame and that way I am also getting a little eight inch pan to sit on top of that and I can actually cook things it's non-stick so I can grill things I can roast things whatever that kind of thing looks like so that's about it for food what are some other questions we've got here oh the biggest one I think I had this asked like four different ways but how do you go to the bathroom or like showering or anything like that so for me, it really depends. The first like few months, honestly, up until a couple weeks ago, I was staying at rest stops. And before that, it was like Walmart or truck stops or stuff like that. So there are 24 hour bathrooms there, which are fine. I stop at grocery stores are really great right now because you know we are in a pandemic not a lot of places have their bathrooms open but grocery stores all have their bathrooms open so whole foods and target are probably my favorite because their bathrooms are always clean for the most part but really any grocery store you can go on into and they'll have bathrooms i am comfortable with peeing like literally anywhere at this point and that's um that's that for going to the bathroom but last week i think it was i actually started camping and finding free campsites and uh, this is really just in the middle of nowhere. So some of these have a little, you know, porta potties or stuff like that, holes in the ground that you can go. But there was a campsite the first night I camped actually. It was open to, it was like a national forest and you could pull off on the side of the road through the national forest and sleep anywhere there. But there were also campsites there. And I was going to the campsite and I found out all the campsites were actually closed. So I wasn't able to go to a campsite, which they had bathrooms at. So I had to go to the bathroom when I pulled off the side of the road at like a little pull off flat area where other people have clearly pulled off before and camped. <laughs> and I didn't plan to camp that night. I was actually gonna go to a rest stop and I had to poop. So I got to poop in a hole for the first time. If you're out camping and there are no toilets to go on, um, you dig a little hole in the ground, you take a poop in it and you cover it back up. So yes, I have gotten comfortable going to the bathroom literally anywhere. Um, ladies, if you're thinking about doing this, I recommend getting a, a go girl or there's some like other type of ones where basically it's like a little funnel that allows you to pee anywhere, basically stand and pee. I get lazy sometimes and I will still squat and pee outside just because I don't want to rinse out the go girl and like clean it off. Sometimes it's just like cold and it's late at night and I don't want to deal with it. But it is really great, especially too if you're in an area that you can't really, like you don't have privacy or it's just not a place that you would pee outside. You can pee inside your car. All you gotta do is get a little uh, water bottle or bucket or something. <laughs> It's not the most glamorous thing ever, but it's literally the least of my worries. And I'm like, if I gotta pee, I gotta pee. My friend also asked, how do you shave on the road? So bathroom stuff, showering, all that good, good. I, like I said earlier, I do have a lot of stops that I make, friends, people that let me stay at their houses, and I will always shower anytime I'm there. And I always make sure the day that I leave, I have a shower that day. Um, so that if I'm on the road for like three, four days, at least I wasn't dirty before then. But if I am on the road and I don't have anywhere to stop, I do have a black card membership for Planet Fitness. And that allows you to go to literally any Planet Fitness. And they're just so great. They're really nice people there. So I will, you know, just 
plan to go to a Planet Fitness that's open. I believe California is just starting to open up more and I did get an email from them that they are opening up their gyms again, but I know there are still some places that their gyms aren't open. So just being aware and looking into those things before you get there. Other than that, there are truck stops um, and other places that have showers that you can pay for. It's like, I don't know, I think some of them are like $12, but I'm already paying $20 a month for my membership, so I'm not gonna go stop and pay for one of those when I'm already paying $20 a month to go to the gym and get my shower there. I do have a nice little, it's not like a really shower caddy, but like a little shower bag, and I've got like to-go toiletries and all that stuff, so I can just hang that over the shower curtain when I go in and make it really simple, and then they have nice little changing room areas, so I'll go in there, I can, you know, do my hair, all those things, whatever I need to do. The only thing I don't do is I don't brush my teeth at any um, places like that. I always just brush my teeth in the car with COVID and everything. I don't want to be like spitting everywhere and have my mask off. And I wouldn't want to like make anybody else feel uncomfortable if, you know, I was brushing my teeth in the bathroom. Uh, other than that, on a day-to-day, I do have a collapsible like giant mixing bowl from Target. I call it my collapsible sink. And if I'm not stopping, you know, at... Uh, Planet Fitness, I will use that every morning. So I have an electric toothbrush, I'll brush my teeth, and then I've got this bowl, I'll fill, I don't fill up water, but I put a little bit of water in the bottom, I've got a towel, and then I will wash my face, typically in the car, because a lot of places I'm at right now are cold. Um, I'll wash my face, and then I'll rinse my face with the water, I'll dry it off, and then I'll just pour the water outside. That's how I stay clean when I'm in the car, and not... Uh, showering and I also use a lot of dry shampoo Uh, probably my best friend is dry shampoo (laughs) right now I'm in Colorado and I'm gonna be heading to Wisconsin it's probably I'm probably gonna make it like a four-day trip I do have a place to crash on the way there so I might get a shower in when I uh, stop there but I might not so if not my hair will be kind of greasy so I'll use a lot of dry shampoo and then I also have baby wipes and body wipes in the car so if I get really gross or anything I've got things I can wipe myself down with, but I'm not a sweaty person. Thankful for that. (laughs) So I don't have to worry about that. Those are all the like eating, personal logistics stuff. Um, So there's a few questions also about like sleeping on the road and just like my space in general in the car. I do remember there was one question on Instagram from a couple months ago of do I get a sore back? And the short answer is no, not anymore. Long answer is yes, I used to. And so one of the biggest shifts I've made is that I really push myself to only drive up to four, maybe five hours a day. I try not to drive for really long periods of time because I don't need to get from point A to point B really quickly. I'm doing this all on my own time. I don't have to be anywhere at any certain time. Ideally, I only drive like three hours a day, but everything's different and getting that space to not just like sit there literally all day is what helps me the most because that's what's hurting when I'm just sitting in the car all freaking day. Also movement walking is super super helpful and I now have a pillow, a little pillow back support, um, which was really sweet. My aunt, when I was in Wisconsin last time, I told her I have a couple t-shirts that I wanted to hold on to, but I wasn't, like I'm not wearing them anymore. So what she did is she sewed them into little pillowcases and she gave me this little square pillow that I used to support my back. So that was really awesome that I got that. My bedding, I'm hopefully going to um, get it a little bit more thick, but I sleep on a four inch Um, foam trifold single bed mattress (laughs) which has honestly been fine Um, I don't have any really big issues and I will mostly try to just sleep on my back but sometimes I like turn around and I do better falling asleep on my side 
I am actually going to build out my car. So I remember a while ago I had a question of, are you going to build a platform bed? And the answer is finally, yes. I wasn't planning on it before. I was like, you know what, this just works. I honestly, when I first hit the road, you guys, I plan to be back by the end of December, maybe early January. So I hit the road November 1st, 2020 and I was like yeah I'm not gonna be gone that long like I just want to do this this is gonna be fun I just want to go out and drive places and it is now the middle of March and I have no end that I see coming up of this I want to continue doing this for the foreseeable future I'm going to get a van hopefully very soon um I'm just gonna say I am getting a van very soon (laughs) I don't know if any of y'all are into manifestation but I do definitely try to watch my language around things that I'm bringing into my life. So I'm gonna say I am getting a van very soon. But before I get a van, I am heading back to Wisconsin this weekend and I'm staying with my aunt and I'm going to build out my car, which I'm so excited for. I finally decided, well, I'm doing this for the foreseeable future. There's no end in sight that's near. I am going to pull out the back seats of my car, create a lot more space, build a platform for my bed, and just really deck out the car because I want it to be comfortable. I want it to be very homey. And <laughs> one of the questions I got also was, how do you keep from getting cramped in such a small space? Do you get claustrophobic? no for the first few months and then when I hit the road last week after being in Arizona for a couple weeks I did and that was one of the biggest things that I was like I'm ready to get rid of these seats because I am feeling very claustrophobic right now uh the first couple nights that I was in the car I just felt like something was sitting on my chest and like I almost felt like I couldn't breathe and that my like neck and my throat were being squeezed and I was like oh my gosh what's wrong and I just felt so tight and cramped in the space that was literally the same amount of space that I've had since I started on the road so I was like I don't know what's wrong here so I finally decided that I'm gonna give myself way more space I do have a car top carrier a really big car top carrier which some of y'all probably heard about in uh the first episode of some some shit that went down with that one but um it does help create more space I am going to drop off a few things at my parents house they're really awesome and like I said I do have pretty much everything I own in the car but they are really sweet and are willing to hold on to some stuff for me so I'm going to drop off the um, seats from the back seat of my car they're going to store those for me as well as a few personal items that I'm just holding on to the car that don't make sense for me to continue holding on to they're just taking up space so yeah I am releasing those (laughs) the next question about sleeping and like my car space is how do you stay warm and how do you get comfy in such a small space so we kind of talked about the small space a little bit earlier I was fine before at the small space but it's definitely it's getting to me so I'm really excited to build that out and you can stay updated on that if you guys want to see I am going to share some of that on my Instagram you can see that at ellie.rogers and man while I'm at it I guess I will admit that I do have a TikTok it's ellie e-l-i-e dot travels um on tiktok and you know if you want to see all sorts of me there i do not filter myself so be warned i don't filter myself on here either but you are welcome to follow along there i will probably share more on there and make more videos of the actual building out process of the platform but you're welcome on into my space (laughs) so the first part of this question was how do you stay warm and i think i got this question a while back i remember sharing on instagram and i was like yeah it was 14 degrees last night and i was actually warm and i was fine and my mom messaged me and she was like 14 degrees how many times did you start your car last night i told her zero literally zero so i did not know how warm this would be when i hit the road but it was really really great i have a quilt 
that I got when I graduated high school and this was something I'd asked for basically in my family when any of the cousins graduate all the aunts and uncles because I have six aunts and uncles well that's including my mom so I have five aunts and uncles they all pitch in and will buy a gift together for the graduation so you know you can ask for something big and they'll do that. So my big gift was I wanted a quilt of all of my t-shirts that I've gathered over the years. I've been in a ton of musicals, in a ton of programs, um, and even some of those dated back to like grade school and middle school. And I didn't want to just store them. Like I don't just want to hold on to them and do nothing with them because I'm not going to look at them. It doesn't mean anything to me. So I was like, hey, can I get a quilt? So they paid and like sent all of my shirts away and had this really awesome quilt made and it's actually really thick and it's really, really warm. So what I did with this quilt is I put it in a duvet cover and on my bed, I've got the four inch memory foam trifold mattress. And then I've got this like fluffy fleece blanket down. And then on top of that, I've got one of those like fleece tie blankets that people make. My mom made me one of those for my first apartment when I was in college. It's like a little uh, housewarming gift. So I've got that, which is like really, really big. And then on top of that, I've got the quilt, which is actually queen size, which is, I have a lot of t-shirts and it's folded in half. So it's doubled up. And if I am under all of those, when it was 14 degrees, I had on, I think two layers of pants. So I think I had a leggings and sweatpants and I had on really thick socks. And then I think I had my North Face on with a t-shirt. So I had North Face um, zip up with a t-shirt and then I had my hat on. I did not have gloves on and I was under all of that. And then in the middle of the night, when it got really cold, I just stuck my head under all the covers and I was fine. I was like so toasty. I never needed to start the car. And the only thing is when I wake up in the morning and it's that cold, I do not want to get out of the bed. So I go crawl to the front of the car. I start the car up and then I will like run back under the blankets and just stay warm until the car heats up. But yeah, I've been really, really surprised with that because I honestly, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to invest in like a zero degree sleeping bag because there's no way I'm going to be able to stay warm in the car. But I think... I mean, that was just 14 degrees and I was fine under the covers. I think I would be fine at least down to like five degrees. I don't know. I'd have to experiment and find out. And the whole thing is like, if it's ever that cold, I can literally just start the car. And if I really need to, like I can leave, I can go drive somewhere else. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to try colder weather out. Not that I really like colder weather, but I kind of want to know what the limits are of sleeping in my car. I think those are all the questions for like the space in my car. Um, it is going to be changing a lot with building the platform, but yeah, as of right now, the bed is behind the passenger side and I just have all of my covers on there during the day. I don't technically currently have a pillow i did have a pillow and then i put it in the car top carrier because i just didn't like how much space it was taking up and we'll see after i do this build but um i store some things in pillowcases so like all of my winter items my big coat some of my more layers a scarf gloves extra socks stuff like that all of that is in a zipper pillowcase and i was using that as a pillow for a while and then my neck really started to hurt and i didn't like it so then I just literally started to use a bunched up sweatshirt, which has been fine. We will see what happens after I build this platform out. I think with all the space I have, I will probably get an actual pillow because I definitely want to support my neck and my back. <laughs> if you know why I'm laughing, you know why I'm laughing. Um, so then behind the driver's side, I have a bungee organizer. If you look up like car bungee organizers, it's one of those and it's got like three different compartments. So I hung that from the like 
I don't know what to call it, like the little handles. I like to call them the oh shit handles in the car. I hung that from the oh shit handle by the driver's side to a hinge on the trunk. The hinge isn't really weight bearing much. It's just the hinge that like holds, I was gonna say holds the trunk on, but it's just the hinge on the trunk. And then there's like, you know, the pneumatic, um, cause I have an electric trunk that like automatically opens. So there's like I don't know if it's actually pneumatic, but I'm gonna call it that. Um, pneumatic like trunk <laughs> openers. Um, so I know those carry like the actual weight of the trunk door. So I've got that tied to that. And then all of my clothes are in there. And then the space underneath that, I usually have my guitar laying down there, some food storage. There's a bucket or a basket um, in the very back of my car, right when you open the trunk, that's right next to a 12 volt. So I've got my inverter there where I plug my laptop in sometimes or other things that I need to charge. And then underneath my bed, I've got a very lightweight aluminum table for camping or things like that. On the floor underneath where I rest my head on my bed at night is um, there are two buckets there that have food in them. And then there's some other like random storage stuff on the floor. And then in the front seat on the passenger side, I've got this big, I think it's technically a trunk organizer for the car, but I put it in the front seat and I just put all the things that I want while I'm in the front seat of the car. So like cooking stuff, food, snacks, like any kind of food I want during the day. It's honestly mostly food items or utensils or stuff like that. Baby wipes, hand sanitizer, just things I'm gonna need that I won't wanna like grab from different parts of the car. And then the floor of the passenger seat is just like random storage stuff. Like I've got some cleaning supplies. I've got some food that I wanna stay cold. So I often have like a jar of jelly <laughs> so I can make my peanut butter and jelly. And I know it's supposed to stay in the refrigerator after it opens. So I usually put that stuff like near the floor and I try not to turn, when I turn the heat on in my car, I try not to put it on my feet. I try to just keep it on my face so I'm not heating those things up. And then I also get gluten-free bread. So I always keep that there because it's supposed to stay on the colder side. And yeah, that's about it. I've got some stuff in the car top carrier, but like I said, follow along on Instagram and whatnot if you wanna see when I build out the car and the platform. So next question is working on the road. What does working on the road look like? Um, yeah, so I currently am a systems integrator for online coaches. And that basically means that I help online coaches set up automations and organization and just like help them problem solve for the structure of their business so I can make it easier for them to do what they love, sit in their place of power, not burn out because there's a lot of things to take care of when you're an online coach that are tedious, that are not actually coaching, actually delivering to your clients. That need to be done on the back end. It's emails, it's follow-up, it's invoicing, um, it's onboarding, it's just like all the little tedious stuff that a lot of people will hire virtual assistants for and virtual assistants are great and like still needed, but I um, there's so much that you can actually just automate and not have anybody do it all. So I help people automate that right now and I just like work for my car whenever. That's another reason why I like to only drive like three-ish hours a day because I'm also working. So depending on where I'm at in the world or where I'm at in the country, um, if I'm in a state where things are more open, I will go to a coffee shop and sit there for a while and work. Otherwise, my other favorite thing is to drive through a Starbucks. Usually we'll grab a drink and then I will park out front and connect to their Wi-Fi. If not, I've always got a hotspot and I can connect to that. 
but I've got a little table that attaches to the steering wheel and I will have my laptop charged during the day so that my laptop's ready when I'm ready to work and I will just set that up on there and work. And I take calls from there, I can do anything from there. So yeah, that's how I work on the road. Nothing, nothing special, nothing fancy. I don't mind taking calls from my car at all. I think people just understand we're in a day and age where like things are more casual. Like if, if you're not willing to work with me just because I work out of my car, then um, I don't think we're a good fit. I remember my mom asked me that when I hit the road. She's like, what about taking calls from your car? And I was like, if anybody cares about that, like I don't think I want to work with him. <laughs> yeah, but that is, that's working on the road. That's how I make a living. That's how I pay for my gas to get from A to B. Next question is what does your morning routine look like? Oh, well, it depends on the morning. I do my basics, like I said, when I wake up in the morning, I will have a good stretch, start the car to heat it up. Sometimes I'll get out and go to the bathroom, depending on where I'm at. Sometimes I'll just wait until I drive into town. I try to wash my face and brush my teeth right when I wake up, but sometimes I will also wait until I get into town to do that, depending on where I'm staying. And I will make coffee and I'll check my phone. And those are like the basics of what I do then you know depending on the day I will also try to get in some meditation some journaling some reflecting and part of that is also just getting more comfortable in the car one of the biggest things if any of you are thinking about doing this is just knowing that the first few months are going to be getting in a flow and getting comfortable actually being in your car for me I can be a very anxious person sometimes and I do end up caring about how other people think about me and like judgment and stuff there. So the last few months have been me getting more comfortable on the road and me being more confident with the fact that like no one actually gives a shit that I'm in my car. Like no one actually cares what I'm doing. So I just can go do whatever and do me and not feel weird about meditating in my car or meditating outside of my car or hanging at a park or whatever. Um, I have my own fears and projections in my head that I'm just slowly starting to get over the longer I'm doing this. I actually had an astrology reading with a woman a couple weeks ago and oh, I can't wait to get a longer one but one of the biggest things she said about me is like you disdain routine and I'm like yeah that's actually really true like if I have anything in my life for too long that looks exactly the same I get really really bored with it and that was a really good confirmation for me because I typically fight myself to have a morning routine and I don't want to I just want to go with the flow so one of the best things that she recommended for me and my therapist also recommended for me was just to have a list of things you like to do which I do on and off I have this list too and just pick something from that every morning like pick something to do so I do like the flow of just waking up and doing whatever I want to do but I also want to have some mindfulness practices that I can focus on and really ground myself into in the morning. So the next question is, how do you keep from getting bored? Um, I don't. There's always something I can be doing. I don't often just like sit and do nothing in my car. Sometimes I will if I'm like tired or overwhelmed or whatever. I'll drive to a park and I'll just like hang out in my car for a little bit. But I work. Um, I have friends. I have family. I have calls and conversations I can have. Um... I have passions and hobbies. I play guitar. I like to paint. There's so many things that I enjoy doing or just like organizing my car or literally anything or wherever I'm driving next that there really is no getting bored. There's always something I'm doing. Um, I don't, yeah, like I said, I don't often just sit in my car. So that's, that's like the least of my worries. The biggest thing that I get bored with is, um, when I just do the same thing or if I'm in the same place for too long, which is the least of my worries right now because I'm constantly moving. So that's that. Um, 
why did you choose this route or like the route that I'm driving? I did not choose a route. Um, when I hit the road, I had like a rough idea of what I wanted to do, but I had no specifics and I will plan things out up to like a week or two, but even then if I plan them out, they often change. So when I first hit the road, I went up to LA, I stayed with my friend for a couple days, and then I headed out to Joshua Tree for a little bit, hung out in Joshua Tree, and then my friend, who was also doing the same thing at the time, drove out to Phoenix, Arizona. So I met her up in Phoenix, and then I had a rough plan that I wanted to go to Colorado after that, so I talked to one of my friends in Colorado and was like, hey, can I stay with you? And she was like, yeah, sure. So that was probably the longest plan out I had because I knew after Phoenix I was going to go to Colorado and then around that time was Thanksgiving and Christmas and I talked to my family about coming home for Christmas and they were all cool for that so I knew that I would be home by Thanksgiving for for that so that was like the longest I had had anything planned but the route that I have been taking has not been planned at all I've already been from coast to coast and back um by what was it like middle of January I think it was middle end of January I was already on the east coast yeah it was like the beginning of January I was already on the east coast I had started in California and then by middle of February I was back in California so it's just how the dice rolls I am very much for following my gut and following my intuition for where I'm supposed to go next and I really like how that's been working out for me all right what end results are you expecting (laughs) this feels like such a um practical like methodical question which is something that it's like it makes sense for my like line of work but it doesn't make sense for like me as my freedom as a person I have no end results this is just an experience for me to to go on and go through this is my highest form of freedom what freedom looks like for me is being able to go places whenever I please be able to experience things being able to see people I don't like staying in one place for a long period of time and by a long period of time I can mean like six to nine months I will feel like my skin is crawling if I'm in the same place so this is freedom to me because being stuck in the same location for too long it oh it I just like want to run and scream um I often tie that over by just changing things around wherever I was living at the time when I was in an apartment I would just like move my bed around or move this table around or like move things around to have that sense of like okay things are a little different I like change I like things to be in movement for the most part there are some things that I know I'm still attached to and hold on to and I want to control which I'm getting better at but for the most part I really like when things are in movement it feels the most comfortable to me so I have no end results for this I don't know you know if I will ever live in one place long term Basically what's going to happen is this year I'm going to buy a van and continue living on the road and then next year I'm going to buy some land, hopefully a little one bedroom and I am going to have my own home base because right now home base for me is my parents place which is really really great and I really appreciate that they're doing that for me but I want my own place and I want my own home base where I can come back to and store my stuff and just go whenever I'm feeling depleted because sometimes I just need a break like I that's why I'm not in the car all the time and that'll be a little bit different with the van it'll be a lot more comfortable to live in the van versus the car but we're getting there but that's kind of like the quote-unquote end result is that I'm going to upgrade to a van this year and then get my own place but even when I have my own place the plan is to still be on the road for the most part and I don't know how long that'll go on for 
maybe a couple years, maybe a year. Uh, we shall see. And I'm just excited to see where that takes me. How do you stay safe? This has been a great question. I think a lot of people, especially my family, are concerned for my safety. And I know even more so because I am a woman doing this by myself. It's very different when you are a man doing this by yourself. And I hate that. Uh, that shouldn't be a thing. And I know we're working towards that right now. And teaching men to treat women better and calling them to a higher standard because it shouldn't be about how do I keep myself safe. It should be about teaching our society to treat each other better and not telling, especially women, not telling women that they need to keep yourself safe. Here's five tips to keep yourself safe as a woman. Like, no, fuck you. Um, Go tell your men and go tell other people to stop treating women like shit rant over um i do still keep myself safe i don't just think you know it's gonna be all rainbows and sunshine but thankfully i haven't had any situations that i've had to be worried about i do carry pepper spray and i have a flashlight that is pretty heavy so i can carry that with me um i also have a knife and a hatchet I feel like I have some other things. Oh, my friend in Vegas was really sweet. She got one of those like resin things that you put on your keys that like if anybody was ever like attack you, you could like jab at them with it. And it's not actually sharp, but it's like that would hurt if you hit somebody with it. So that's really cool. Better than just like carrying your keys between your knuckles. And oh, I've got one of the whistles, like the really loud whistles. And then I've got my car keys, which have the panic button. I always sleep with those next to me so I can grab those at any point. I have window covers for all of my windows, which I made out of Reflectix. So those also help to insulate the car. And on one side, it's silver. On the other side, it's black. So um, at night, I put the black side out. And then if I'm ever staying like camping or something and I want to keep the car cooler, I'll put the Reflectix side out. I think unfortunately, I think about when I'm staying in public places, like at rest stops and stuff, I don't always wear the clothes I want to wear. So unfortunately this is a thing, but I do make note of it that when I go into rest stops, I'm always like already in my sweatpants and giant sweatshirt. And I typically put like a hat and I stuff my hair in the hat. Not something that I'm happy that I feel like I need to do, but it's also something that I just feel safer doing. Um, So I am looking forward to our society making shifts in those areas so that women can feel more safe so that women can feel safe walking around at night and I know we're working towards those but those are the precautions that I take in the meantime all right I think this is our last question here things you wish you knew before you got on the road hmm I don't think there's anything in particular that I wish I knew I think I was as prepared as I could possibly be. I have been following van dwellers, overlanders, car dwellers for a while now. There are videos that I just really enjoy watching. Like most of my YouTube homepage is made up of people living out of their cars and doing van builds and all that stuff. So I've watched a lot of those people and I felt pretty prepared. Um, Obviously when I hit the road, I constantly change things and tweak things to how I needed them to be in the car. So when I first hit the road, I used poster board in the windows, black poster board. I cut them for the windows and that was how I was blocking out the light and blocking out anybody being able to see me. Um, When I first hit the road, I was staying at Walmarts and truck stops. I didn't I don't know why I didn't think to stay at rest stops when I first started out, but I was only comfortable with that. Yeah, there's just like little things that I adjusted as I went along the way 
and I just got more comfortable with it. I think one thing that I guess it would have been nice for somebody to tell me would be that the first few months, the first like three, four, five months is you just getting comfortable with this new thing. And although when I first hit the road, it felt like home, it felt like such a natural thing to be doing. I also didn't know what I was doing. Like it felt natural and it felt like I was right where I needed to be, but it also was such a new thing and I was still getting used to, okay, this, okay, that, like here's a routine, here's what I do next, here's where I go, and just little things like that. I would say (laughs) that it would have been nice if I had a shovel in the car and I still need to get a shovel, but that is on the list. I think for the most part, I went overboard in the amount of things I have in the car and I'm still cutting back on the amount of things. So you can always buy things. You can always get rid of things. Just feel it out as you go. Do your research. So I think that was the biggest point that like I don't have anything really big I wish I knew before because I did so much research because I watched so many people who lived out of their cars. There's this girl, Katie. I think her name's Katie on YouTube and she lives out of like a little sedan or something and she's so sweet and she's just like so casual about how she lives in the car but she's been really fun to follow and I've learned a lot from her before I actually got into my car and there's just a lot of people out there that you can learn from their experiences and take what works for you leave what doesn't and figure it out on your own I think trial and error is really important so there's nothing there's nothing really big I wish I knew before I joke about like pooping in the hole for the first time but I kind of figured at one point I would camp, so I knew that was coming up. I think if anything, maybe doing more food planning would be better, and that's something like I'm currently aware of that I want to change, so I am working on that slowly. But yeah, other than that, there are some things that I want to shift and change about the car, some additions I want to make, some things I want to get rid of, and I know that all comes with time and having the space and just having the availability to do those things. So I'll always just make a mental note of things that I wanna do with the car. And then when I'm able to do those, I take care of that. And yeah, this next week is gonna be really great with building out the back of the car and just having more of a homey space that doesn't feel like, oh, I just put the seats down and like threw things together and I live in my car. That'll feel really nice to have. And I know that's only a short-term fix until I get the van, which I'm really looking forward to. I spoke with my dad the other week, who is an electrical engineer, and he was really excited because I asked him if he would be up for the task of helping me do the electrical when I get my van, and he thought that was really cool. So I'm excited to have that little bonding experience with him because I don't trust myself to figure out the electrical in the van, and I've got an awesome friend out in California, Ian, who he builds out vans and I'm really excited when I get mine because I want him to do mine (laughs) and I know it's going to be really epic and I really just want to like support my friends and the things they do and it's really awesome when my friends do things that also align with like stuff that I need in my life so I'm really excited for that but yeah y'all thank you so much for all your questions and if you ever have any more feel free to like shoot me a dm on instagram and can definitely do another Q&A at a later time if there's any more questions about living on the road and all the travels and stuff. I'm sure I'll have a lot more to talk about after I do the car build, which will be a very new thing for me, but it's exciting and I'm really excited to give my car some upgrades. So yeah, stay connected, stay in touch. Y'all can reach out to me on Instagram at ellie.rogers and why not throw it in there again and expose myself on tiktok um ellie.travels and i'll chat with y'all really 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 soon stay safe stay sane and have fun with your life don't forget to 
seek out your own freedom and I'll chat with you next time.